All right. Um, did everybody get a handout? Had a handout for you that Andrew was passing out. Did he get everybody? If you, if you don't have one, if you can raise your hand, we will get you one. We have enough for everybody. I printed off several copies. So I was joking with uh, Brother Adam after the service Sunday night uh, when he was saying something about uh, Brother Roman, the 12 points he had Sunday morning. And I said, well, if you think 12's a lot, I've got 26. <laughs> and that may be why he's not here tonight. I don't know. Um, but I promise, and I'm sure you've heard this before from anyone that's preaching, I promise we'll be, we'll be quick. We'll just leave it at that. Take your Bibles, turn to Psalm 48. Psalm 48, we'll use this as a jumping off point. And I, I decided to be nice on that handout. I did most of the work for you. All you have to do is write in one word on each line. I even gave you the references we're going to go to because we're probably not going to take time to turn to each one of them. So you can, if you miss something, you can go back and get your own word. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to look at attributes of God. And you see the title right there at the top, Thankful for God from A to Z. And we've got a word for each letter of the alphabet. I did cheat on one, and you'll see that at the bottom. Um, because I didn't want to say, God is a xylophone. <laughs> that would make no sense. Uh, so had to come up with something there. Uh, but we're going to look at attributes of God uh, from A to Z and just be thankful for who God is. Uh, we're going to start in Psalm 48, uh, verse number 1, a song and psalm for the sons of Korah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. And then look down at verse 14 at the end of the psalm. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ask Him to help us tonight. Father, we thank You for today. Lord, we thank You for this time that we have to just gather around Your Word and to praise You for who You are, to be thankful for the God that You are, for everything that You've done for us. And Lord, just to, to praise You, uh, for, to, to give You the praise that You deserve. Uh, Father, I pray that you'd help me, uh, help me to get across everything that you've laid on my heart tonight, and Lord, I pray that those listening will be blessed by it. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's just jump right in. First off, letter A, God is almighty. And you'll see for a lot of these, you could put several different words. You can come up with your own list if you wanted to. This is just my list. Uh, but for A, God is almighty. Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And a lot of times we kind of, we, we, we want to put God in a box. And we, we don't allow Him to, we don't, we don't allow Him to show us the full power that He has. But God can do anything that is according to His will and according to His timing. God can do anything that He desires to do. And if we allow Him to have full control of our lives, there is no telling what God can do through us. There is no limit to what God can do because He is Almighty. Letter B, God is boundless. 
God is boundless. And that kind of goes right along with what we're saying for Almighty. In 2 Chronicles chapter 6, uh, this is when they are dedicating the temple. And Solomon says this, But will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house which I have built. The whole world, the universe itself cannot contain God. How is he going to fit inside of this little house? But that shows us the magnitude of God, but also the personal nature of God. Yes, he's big enough to, the whole universe isn't big enough for him. But yet he comes and he dwells with us. He comes and is personal to us. Uh, Let her see, God is my creator. And it's more than just the creator of the world, the creator of nature. Uh, going along with what we just said, God is my personal creator. Psalm 139.14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. He is my creator. Uh, letter D, God is my deliverer. I've had several people give testimonies to this effect tonight. God is my deliverer. Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. When we put our trust in God, when we allow him to have full reign in us, he will deliver us from whatever troubles come our way. He will lead us into the paths that he directs us to and into his righteousness. Uh, letter E, God is everlasting. And again, with our finite minds, we can't put into, into picture how, what everlasting means. You know, we have our, for me, we have our 39 years that we can look back to and say, well, that's a set amount of time. We really have no bearing on what everlasting is. But God has always been. God will always be. Psalm 90 verse 2 says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Uh, Letter F, God is forgiveness. Aren't we all thankful for that? That God has chosen to send His Son to be our sacrifice to forgive us. Uh, we're all familiar with Ephesians 4.32. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Uh, letter G. And this one kind of, it seemed almost like a, a trite kind of expression. Um, but I put God is great. And, it just, and not just saying you know, the things that God does are great which they are, but God is great in stature. He is greater than we can imagine. Psalm 95 verse 3 says, For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. We little g gods. Uh, letter H, and this is, this is the most important attribute of God. God is holy. The word holy would have the idea of being morally pure or completely set apart from sin. There is no way that any kind of sin can 
be even in the presence of God because of his holiness. Isaiah 6.3, And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, letter I, and this is actually two words. God is I am. Saying he is the ever-existing, ever-sufficient one. He is the I am. Uh, Exodus 3.14 gives us that name. God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And this is, we, we see this again in the New Testament. Uh, throughout the book of John, there are seven times that uh, Jesus Christ himself uses that phrase, I am. Um, one was mentioned in John 15, I am the true vine. Um, but there's seven times where Jesus himself refers to that and calls himself the I am. That's why the Pharisees got all mad at him and wanted to kill him. Because they knew when he said that, he was calling himself God. Which he has every right to do because he is. But they didn't want to believe in that and they wanted to stone him because he was saying, Hey, I'm God, but that's who he is. Letter, D, letter J, God is judge. God is judge. Psalm 50 verse 6 says, And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. I want to turn to this one. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. I've got several verses here. Ephesians chapter 2 brings us to letter K. God is kindness. God is kindness. Let's start in verse number 4, Ephesians 2. But God, who is rich in mercy, we'll come back to that, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. So where do these exceeding riches that God has for us come from? Where are all these blessings that we just sang about? Where do they come from? They come from his grace. Where does his grace come from? His grace comes from his kindness. And how is the kindness manifested toward us in the person of Jesus Christ? It's in His kindness that God has given us His grace. Uh, letter L has already been mentioned tonight. Uh, God is long-suffering. Second uh, Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm thankful that God never gave up on me. I'm thankful that God gave me multiple opportunities. Uh, you've heard pastor's testimony several times. Uh, where he grew up in church and everyone thought he was saved at a young age. We have the same testimony. And that was me also. I had you know, been in church since nine months before I was born. Uh, I went to, through the Awana programs. I memorized verses and... 
I was baptized, I believe I was six when I was baptized, but I had never accepted Christ as my Savior. Um, and it wasn't until the 21st, at, uh, 30 years ago in three days, November 24th, uh, that I realized that I had never asked Christ to save me. And I went forward in a revival service the day before Thanksgiving, and I put my trust in Christ. Um, and then I had to get baptized again. Uh, but I'm thankful that God never gave up on me, that God didn't say, well, he had his chance, that's it. Now, God is long-suffering toward us. He gives us multiple opportunities even after salvation, when, when we fall into, into sin, we, we, we disappoint God. We, we turn our back on Him sometimes. He's always there waiting for us to come back. He's long-suffering to us. And right along with that, letter M, God is merciful. Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 23 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The mercy of God is, again, something that I can't understand, but I'm so thankful for, that God has chosen to withhold things that I deserve. That he is saying, you know, he's a sinner, he deserves hell, but because he's put his trust in me, I'm going to give him mercy. I'm going to spare him from that. I'm so thankful for that. Letter in, God is never failing. God is never failing. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Uh, that was also mentioned in Hebrews 13. says, I will never leave thee. Uh, God is, will never fail us. There will never be a time where we're disappointed with what God has done. Uh, he will never fail. Uh, for O, I, I thought about several different words for O. You, know, you, could, you could throw in whatever word you wanted to. You know, omnipresent, uh, he's omniscient, he's omnipotent. I went a different route. For me, I put God is one. Deuteronomy 6, 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We don't have to, like the people in India, we don't have to have thousands of gods that we go to for every little thing. We have one that is big enough to take care of everything. But as we've said, he's personal enough to come and live within us. The Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, letter P, God is preeminent. You'll, if you come in this entrance, you see that verse on the wall every time you come in. Colossians 1.18, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. The preeminence means having the, the top place in our life, having first priority and really only priority in our life. To where whenever we have a need, whenever something comes up, we go to him first. A lot of times we get that completely backwards. We say, well, I'm going to go, uh, I have a problem, let me go talk to my friend. Uh, let me go talk to my coworker. Let me go talk to my mom. Uh, they can't help me. <sighs> Maybe God can. 
we need to put God at the head of the chain there, and it'll save us all a lot of grief and a lot of heartache. Making God preeminent to where whenever something comes up, we say, God, I need your help. Coming to him first. Uh, for Q, God is the quickener. If you haven't gone away from it, it's still in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. God has quickened us. He has made us alive. Through salvation that he provided to us through Jesus Christ, he has given us life. He's quickened us. Uh, for our God is righteous. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. There has never been a time, there never will be a time, where God has ever done anything wrong, or God has ever disappointed. God is righteous. Uh, for S, again, a lot of words you could put for S. You could put uh, God is salvation, God is my strength, God is my song. But I have something here that is more personal to me. Uh, I want you to turn to this one, probably the last place to turn to. Um, turn to the book of Nahum. Did you know there is a book of Nahum? Jonah, Micah, there's Nahum. One of those minor prophets. I believe Pastor said uh, minor in length and not minor in message. That was, that's Nahum. Um, do you all know anything about the book of Nahum? Just, who, who did Nahum go to, to to prophesy to? To what city? You see that in verse 1. <laughs> yeah, Nahum went to Nineveh. Who went to Nineveh before Nahum? Jonah went to Nineveh before. Uh, Jonah came with a message saying, in 40 days, God's going to destroy you. And they repented. They, they got rid of their sin. They turned their lives around, and then God didn't destroy them. Well, over time, this was a little ways down the, down the road. They had turned back to their sin. And God was going to bring destruction to them again. Uh, God was going to carry out what he said he was going to do, and he was going to destroy Nineveh. Steve, where's your, where's your good message here? Well, it's in verse number 7. Nahum 1.7 is my favorite verse in the Bible. It says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. S, God is my stronghold. He's my fortress. He's my protection. He's the place that I can go to when I have nowhere else to go. God is there to provide for me. And all of that can be wrapped up right there. God is my stronghold. Uh, letter T, God is truth. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man, that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? God is truth. God cannot tell a lie. If God says something in his word, you can trust that. You can believe it. 
it's going to happen or it already has happened. God is truth. Uh, for you, God is unchangeable. God is unchangeable. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. The same God that Israel served thousands of years ago in the time of Abraham or in the time of Moses is the same God that we serve today. Nothing has changed about God. The society changes. Uh, the times change. God doesn't change. Uh, letter V, God is victorious. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it doesn't say, which is going to give us the victory, which may give us the victory. No, He's already given us the victory through Jesus Christ. Uh, w, God is wise. God is wise. 1 Timothy 1.17 says, Now unto the King, eternal, immortal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. That brings us down to the cheat word. God is excellent. God is excellent. I even put that little E in there in front of you for you. Uh, Psalm 8 and 9 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Uh, for why? God is Yahweh. Just looked up. I don't know how to spell that. Y-A-H-W-E-H. -E God is Yahweh. It's the same, if we were to pronounce it the better way for us today, Jehovah is the same Hebrew word as Yahweh. Um, but I already had a J and I didn't have a Y. So there it is. Uh, the meaning of the name is the self-existent Lord. Uh, no one has to provide anything for Him. Uh, no one has to uh, do anything for Him. He is self-existent. He is self-providing. Uh, Exodus 6, 2, and 3 says, And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by the name Jehovah, or Yahweh, was I not known to them. And then that brings us to letter Z. God is zealous. If you're to be zealous for something, that would mean that you have a passion for a particular person or for a cause. Well, God is zealous for us. His passion is us. He wants to have a relationship with us. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7, which I know I don't want to be skipping over Thanksgiving, but we do see verse 6 a lot with Christmas, so don't kill me for that. But here we go. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 says, For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So there are 26 reasons 
for us to be thankful for God. And we could be here all night going through many more. We could probably fill out another sheet with 26 different words. Uh, may not be able to find a couple of letters. Have to make up another one for X. Uh, but we could come up with many other examples. But just to give us an idea as we come to Thursday, come to Thanksgiving, and I enjoy spending time with the family, enjoy the food, enjoy watching football, the parade in the morning maybe. But more important than all of that, we need to be thankful for the God who has given us everything. The God who, has take, who takes care of us, provides for us, who has given us salvation, and we need to take time to praise Him for that. Let's all stand together. We'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you back here on Sunday. Let's pray. Father God, again, we thank you for today. We thank you for, we thank you for you. We thank you for everything we've been able to look at, every part of your character that we see, and uh, how everything lines up with your word and uh, just shows us how we can have a deeper relationship with you. And Lord, give us, give us a desire to seek after you, to, to want to have that relationship with you. And Lord, give us all the time in the next few days to reflect on your word and to reflect on you and uh, to praise you for who you are. Uh, Lord, we love you. Thank you for all you've done for us. Give us safety as we go home. In Jesus' name, amen.